The Dow closes above 38,000 for the first time ever. Bitcoin closes below 40,000 for the first time since November. And the Buzz on Business podcast celebrates the publication of its 86th episode. What? Good morning. This is your financial animal buzz on business for Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. My name is William Walsh. I spent my entire career, over 40 years, as a financial advisor and financial planner. I earned the Chartered Life Underwriter, Certified Financial Planner, Chartered Financial Consultant, and the accredited estate planner professional designations. And now I'm living my best life bringing listeners like you the information they need to bypass people like me. If that's you, or might be you, you are in the right place. If it's not you, you are still in the right place. We're glad you're here. A good day for stocks on so-so volume and a pretty good day for bonds on Monday. The Dow Jones Industrials passed another milestone. It closed at 38,002, up 38 points or four-tenths of a percent. 38,000 on the very first buzz on business, we reported that the Dow had closed at 33,120. That's a 15% gain attributable primarily to this podcast. You are welcome. The S&P 500 was up 11 points. That's a gain of two-tenths of a percent. And it closed at 4,850. The NASDAQ Composite gained three-tenths of a percent. It closed at 15,360, up 49 points. The the RSP was up a half percent. The SOXL managed a 1.15% gain on the session. Rates were mostly lower. The two-year Treasury closed at 4.391%. That's off two basis points. The yield on the 20-year was off four ticks, and it now yields 4.445%. Percent oil was up a buck 18 and maybe just maybe is breaking out of the trading range it's been in for the better part of a month or so. It closed at $74.57 a barrel. Gold was off $6.60 and closed at $2,022.70. Bitcoin had a rough day and the chart looks Bad. This is a bit surprising, uh, surprising given uh, all of the new Bitcoin funds that have started trading and that presumably have been buying Bitcoin. I suspect that the old adage, buy the rumor, sell the news, is in full effect. Bitcoin closed at 39850 off 1746 Bitcoin trades 24-7 and the price was changing as we were typing. So if you heard a different number, that's why. We genuinely hate to be pushy. Actually, we probably don't hate it that much, I guess. But, But if you're listening to this podcast and are not a subscriber to this podcast, would you consider clicking that follow button? 
It's free. You can unfollow anytime you want. It really helps more than you might imagine. If you're already a subscriber, congratulations and thank you. But maybe, just maybe, you might click the share button and send this episode to someone for whom your recommendation would be meaningful. We know that we listen to podcasts every day and every week that we had not heard about except because someone shared an episode of that podcast with us. Um, Let's build the ministry of truth together. Not much news on Monday, but it's shaping up to uh, to be a busy news week this week. The PCE, the Personal Consumption Index Complex, which is the Fed's favorite measure of inflation, is released on Friday. Expectations are for a 0.20 increase in the cost of living in December. That's still high and it's still above the Fed's targets. Thursday, jobless claims and some housing market data will be released. And we get some data from the manufacturing sector. Speaking of manufacturing, we've reported several times on the weakness in manufacturing uh, over the last two years uh, on this podcast. So a story caught our eye on Monday on some recession indicator that has a perfect track record over 72 years. A perfect track record. The story was published by an outfit that calls themselves The Motley Fool. Have you heard of these people? Lucky you. So the headline was on one of those carousels designed to disappear off the side of the page, the webpage, before you have a chance to click on it. So I had to do a Google search of Motley Fool and Recession. Literally dozens and dozens and dozens of foolproof recession indicators. I found myself getting nauseous, but I pressed on. I pressed on for you, our listeners. Apparently, people tend to click on any headline with the word recession in it. That's the only explanation I could come up with. First of all, there are no foolproof predictive recession indicators. The closest is, in in our view, new home sales. We did a premium episode of this podcast on recession indicators on that very subject last month. You won't want to miss it. But the ISM Manufacturing New Orders Index, the the indicator they claimed was foolproof, is well correlated with recession. And, you know, that kind of makes sense. ISM, by the way, stands for Institute for Supply Management. We've got manufacturing, new orders, recession. You would think there would be a connection there, and there is. And industrial production, which the ISM Manufacturing New Orders Index tracks, industrial production has been in contraction mode for almost two years. The ISM index has been below 50, indicating that manufacturing is contracting and supposedly signaling a recession. Foolproof. 
Here's the thing. A recession is coming. I don't know when. Neither does the Motley Fool. It might be this year. It might be 10 years from now. I'd say both are equally likely or unlikely, if you like. Every recession for the last bazillion years or so has seen the ISM index fall below 50 at one point or another. Every single one. But this supposedly foolproof recession indicator has right on the chart they posted in their article flashed at least 10 false positives. And the economy is still emerging from the wildly disruptive pandemic lockdowns and the supply chain issues that went along with it. Now, I'm not saying there is no recession coming this year. And that was their thesis, that a recession is coming this year. I'm not saying there's no recession coming. I'm saying the issue is complex and that there is no foolproof recession indicator. You want foolproof? Do you want foolproof? Then please don't read The Motley Fool. And that is your Buzz on Business for Tuesday, January 23rd. Please join us every morning for five minutes of the latest business, financial, economic, and stock market news. And don't forget our premium episodes where each week we cover a story or a topic that has been in the news. And it might affect you, your finances, and your investments. But we don't cover it over the last six hours or six days like they do on The Motley Fool. No, no, we covered over the last 50 or 100 years. So you can put the news in context. Be better informed and make better decisions. This week, we're taking a look at small cap stocks, something we do not talk enough about on this podcast. You won't want to miss it. But it's just for our premium subscribers, however. A premium subscription is a minuscule $2.99 for these four extra episodes. There is a link in the episode description where you can learn more and where you can sign up. We hope you'll join us. And for Financial Animal and FinancialAnimal.com, my name is William Walsh. 